Okay, everybody ready? Yes, ma'am. So I want to start out by saying thank you to the people who have scrolled down through the notes, seen our support link, and clicked it. We've had a couple. A couple of the people would like to remain anonymous. Isn't that interesting? Very. It's very easy to do, and we appreciate all the support we get from you. Thank you for that. Thank you so much to the people that already have. You are our founding members. Welcome to the club. On that note, this is Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Hi, and welcome to the episode. I have been looking forward to this one for a very long time. It's an episode on kata. By the way, that was Sensei Michelle. <laughs> and I'm Sensei Jackie. Thanks, Sensei Jackie. You know, they, they don't sound alike, but maybe through the podcast they do. By the way, I don't sound like Sensei Jackie <laughs> or Sensei Michelle, and I'm Lennon, and I have the absolute pleasure of welcoming someone who has so much knowledge and is an overall amazing person, our guest today, Shihan T.D. McKinnon. Hey, Shihan. Hi, everyone. It's always a pleasure, uh, especially hi to you, Landon. It's been a while. I don't think You've been there for the last couple of podcasts. Yes, it's been a while. So I'm I'm glad to be back on one of my favorite topics. It's it's great. And we get to have you. So it's awesome. Yes, you can't go wrong if you're going to talk about kata. No. <laughs> we waited and waited to do this episode because interestingly, and I think you agree with this, Shihan, kata is a, a controversial subject. People either really like it or they really don't. Yeah, it's true, Sensei. But since I started the podcast, I've already covered sparring, which is a big part of training. I've already covered self-defense, which is a big part of training. So I'm so happy to finally hook the three parts together. Three pillars. Finish that triangle. Well, we know that you've been wanting to tackle this subject, but I'd like to throw in a couple of quick things here. You got it. For any listeners who don't know, kata is the Japanese word for forms. And if you search it on YouTube, you can certainly get many examples to watch. Well, they can also go to our YouTube page. Oh, yeah. To find some of our own kata. You can see Sensei Robert Carbone, who's been on the show many times, do a kata that I believe he built. I believe so. I know he looks great doing it. Oh, yes, he does. (laughs) And although it's called kata in Japanese martial arts, a little bit of research told us that in Kung Fu styles, it's almost always called taolu. And that's spelled T-A-O-L-U for anyone wanting to look it up. Us. And Sheehan, I believe you have some information to help me out with what it's called in Taekwondo. Ah, yes. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Depending on um, uh, which organization, Taekwondo um, uh, the terms vary from Pumsae, Lu, Songhem, or Hyung. Wow. That's impressive uh, language used, Shihan, knowing all those pronunciations. And thank you both for that input. That's awesome. So, Shihan, your article, which of course I'm going to link into the show notes, another reason for them to scroll down, Yes, touched on most of the things that we love about Kata. And it really was the impetus for me to do this episode. So our game plan here is for each one of us to kind of take an aspect of kata that we have a lot of respect for. Is that a good way to say it? 
Yes, I think so. And start a little conversation. And so that's where we're heading. And I'm hoping, Shihan, that I can impose on you to start us out. Yeah, not a problem. (laughs) Well, what I'd like to start with, if that's all right, is a general statement about the importance of kata as a training tool. In most Japanese martial arts, kata is seen as an essential teaching and training device in which successful, proven combat techniques can be preserved and passed on. So practicing kata allows you to train in a, a repetitive manner, the ability to execute established, proven techniques and movements in a, in, a, in a natural, reflexive manner and without the need of a partner. When you practice kata, you reinforce the neural pathways. I'm not going to bog us down in a neuroscience lecture here. But they can find the neuroscience in the blog post. So if you're interested in that aspect, please read the blog post. It's just ridiculously interesting. Yes, it is. And it makes sense. And going to what Shihan said, Landon, I really like two of his comments. One was the concept that the techniques um, are proven. And secondly, that you can do it without a partner. Yes, absolutely. I've always felt that the neuroscience connection to Kata is something that's just truly amazing. Could we simplify that, Shihan, and into a word muscle memory? Uh, well, actually, I, I used to I used to use that uh, that precise label myself, muscle memory. If you if you train something enough in regard to using a certain trigger as a particular attack might have, uh, eventually the required response seemingly happens automatically. Mm-hmm. Of course, for this to happen, as well as repetitive practicing your kata, you need to have a clear understanding of your bunkai within the kata. Which is a big responsibility, understanding how to apply the techniques, right, exactly. guys? And the power levels and the just amazing intricacies of every mm-hmm. kata. And and one thing that I don't know, I bet Sensei Jackie you know, we'll we'll bring this up in a, a spoiler to the future. <laughs> but I love how when every single person that does their kata doesn't look the same from the person standing next to them. Well, they have individual like characteristics. I love that too. Do you agree with that, Shihan? That's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um that's that's why I, I I'm not a great fan of uh, competition kata performances these days because um, it, it starts to look like a, I don't know, some kind of karate tango. <laughs> doing the same, same thing. It's not the same. Yeah. We, we have yeah. been looking forward to trying to do an episode on competition. So if you're a listener out there with an opinion and you want to be on the show, let me know. How should they get in touch? There we go. I'm rhyming like a fiend here. They can contact <laughs> us all over the web at Wildcat Dojo where at our email address at dojo conversations at aol.com or on Instagram at Wildcat Dojo Conversations. And again, visit our website. Absolutely, <laughs> where you can see the episodes in person. But if you scroll down, I connect episodes all the time. Yes, you do. So all this partner business takes me right to your thoughts, doesn't it, Landon? Us. Well, Shihan, you you uh, brought up the tango, which is ironic because I wrote a big equal sign with a big line through it to say that kata is not a dance. Correct. I think that it's been referenced before, but I really disagree with that because I feel that kata 
is something that is so intricate and so personal. And that exactly ties into what I get to speak about tonight. And that's Bunkai. So, Sensei, you may have to help me out here a little bit. Let's see if I'm right about this, if my karate knowledge passes the test. Okay. The definition of a bunkai is a fight or a, yeah, fight, exactly, with another person. Is that correct? And I would say in the in the instance we're using it, Xi'an, it's choreographed moves based exactly on the material in the kata. Yeah, yeah. The, the actual the, the translation of bunkai is, it actually means breaking down what is, is actually being done. But yeah, that's exactly what you're doing. What is it? What is it that you're doing? It's not just a, a flowery move. It's the, uh, what do you call it? The D? I would, I would like you... to add possibly the word, the dissemination, or you like that word? <laughs> or... Uh... That's Audience, it. we got the thumbs up on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I really like your term of breakdown. Before we get into the bunkai of the kata, can I say, and this is so American, so I don't Uh-oh. know whether to say apologies <laughs> or not. You decide, Shihan. We use the term bunkai over here when we build our own fights. Like if Sensei Jack and I were to stand up and I would say, okay, you attack me and I'm going to go this way and you attack and I attack you and you're going to go this way and it's a choreographed fight with maybe a dozen moves in it and, you know, the bad guy dies in the end. We use the same term <laughs> bunkai and that is why, Landon, you had the broader definition, but it's it's still a fair um, definition. Us? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I, I, uh, I would agree that any... Any time that you um, you work out what exactly you're doing, and if it's a demonstration, if it's a uh, if it's a choreographed fight, then you're breaking it down to to understand mm-hmm. it. Yeah, for sure. That's, you're right, London. Yeah. So I'd love to talk quickly about sure. the two different kind of bunkai's that we do in our dojo. So since I already mentioned the bunkai where we create our own, it's our own choreographed fight often based on always based on things we learned absolutely but often based on things we learned in kata and sometimes quite funny <laughs> we have been known to be the humorous uh but but guys but i also think it's important to highlight where we take specific parts of a kata out mm-hmm. and use that as a bunkai because what i think a lot of people that are not karate people and if they listen to this episode i'd be interested to hear their thoughts on this i would too. people think that a kata is kind of exactly a dance yeah it's we're just moving in thin air and and it has no useful purpose absolutely i agree with you i think they do think that's something that i think is a big misconception that kata is not just free flowing moves it's and every move has a purpose every block and strike and the level of the block and the strike have a purpose So I really think that we can enhance that through doing bunkai because it's such a strong way of enhancing that those moves. Agreed. And I think though that when you first learn the kata, your bunkai is a little less sophisticated Mm -hmm. than what it would be as you move on in your martial arts training. And lo and behold, that is what I want to talk about. She segued. <laughs> yes, she did. And also, Shihan, you did mention that, that kata matures. Yes. Yeah. 
in the blog. I'm just pushing that blog on you guys. Read it, really, guys. If you're a martial artist and you don't love kata, please read it. Yes, because <laughs> you will love it after you read it. You know what they're saying to me? We don't love reading either. Leave us alone. <laughs> so in that case, we'll have an audio part of the blog. <laughs> okay. But what I want to talk about is that as, as you mature in karate, your kata is going to mature with you. As it happened, shortly after I started karate, and not as many years ago, perhaps, as Shihan and Sensei, but long enough ago, I have a video of myself doing the first kata that we learned. Wow. And, um, well, I'm not sure if I have a video player right now. <laughs> I did see. I do. So we could have evidence. You could. <laughs> that... It's the same moves that I have been doing, but I look so much like a stick figure in motion. <laughs> move left, move right, move left, move right. And if I look at myself now, I go, wow, I have changed a little bit since the beginning of my kata. And I think that, of course, that was a very simple block and punch kata but if i were to go to one now that's even an intermediate level kata that the cues learn now i'm beginning to understand the moves now i'm beginning to understand the bunkai within now my my kata has meaning and it is mine although i can do it generically with a group if i were to do it in competition and i think you write about this in the blog uh shihan I'm allowed to make it mine. I'm allowed to use those moves with slightly different breathing or uh, rhythm. And it has matured. And probably in another 20 years, God willing, I'm living, it'll be even more mature there. I think that's really a perfect segue to my thing. But I'm going to wait a second because I want to stay on your kind of growing and changing with you because first off, the term growing and changing as you live your life, whether you're a martial artist or not, is tantamount to a good life. Mm. Yes. One must grow and change. Don't you agree, Shihan? Absolutely. And so obviously your cot is going to go along with you. Oh, I agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because <laughs> other parts of your martial arts are also growing. Other philosophical parts, other... There's there's strength aspects that the you want to work with. Yes. Your understanding of concepts. This is proven over and over with Landon on this podcast, isn't it? Yes. Listening to his statement today is so different. <laughs> listening to his statements four years ago. Okay. Let me pull us into the final one. And that is, this is by far and away my favorite part of Kata. But... I don't think it's spoken about. I think it's one of those things that's just implied or inferred and nobody really ever speaks of it. But Landon will tell you, as a teacher, I speak of it quite often. And that is that when you go to do a kata, you can walk through the moves without any character of your own or without any excitement or even any kind of contrasts. And you did it. But when you put all those things together, when you engage your heart and when you engage my favorite thing, your eyes and use your gaze control, even the key eye of the eyes, then you summon up that fighting spirit in yourself. And that practice of summoning up that fighting spirit becomes a wonderful habit for saving your own life. 
how did I do with saying it? Did I say it okay? Like it makes sense in your brain? Us. Yeah, that's okay. I I think involvement was the was the, the thing that I I, I, I like that. Yeah, inv- an involvement that you don't that you don't have until you you know instigate yourself into it. Yeah, I, yeah, I like that. Which is why it's tagged so nicely to Sensei Jackie's, isn't it? it? It does, right? Because you have to have some some time with the kata to let it seat inside yourself for so it to you, become your own. Exactly, so you can make it your own. But how about this aspect? Have you ever done this or seen this? You go into start your kata and you're in a room with other people and you finish and somebody <laughs> later tells you, do you know that you were two inches from so-and-so? But you were so into it that you didn't even realize that so-and-so <laughs> had walked right into your space. And I say, so-and-so should have moved. <laughs> <laughs> but He's right. But the point is you're, you're so involved, which is the word you use, Shihan. Thank you for that. Um, that you don't even notice the other things. I just, I love that moment. You're engulfed. Yes, absolutely. Shan, is there one kata of yours that you find is the easiest for you to become in, involved in, <laughs> and just yeah. be uh, the look, thing? Uh, my, my favorite kata is usually the one I'm, I'm paying particular attention to at any one time. And I usually have at least one kata that I'm studying or focusing on. <laughs> but about 10 years ago, one of my black belts had volunteered to do a, a demonstration at her community summer open day. And she asked for volunteers from the dojo. Of course, everyone, including myself, put their hand up. But my life was uh, quite busy at the time. And I, I gave the event in terms of what I personally might do. No further thought until all of a sudden, the Saturday morning of the event was upon us. Oh, well, I'll just do a kata, I thought. <laughs> well, strange as it was, I wasn't focusing on any particular kata at that time. No big deal. I thought, you know, nobody. I'll just pick a kata and perform it. And I don't know if you know the kata, but I called Gankaku Sho. Uh, and, and, and I just expected it to flow through me as I took to the battle. However, several moves into the kata, I went blank. <laughs> And after a dramatic pause, I performed what I can only describe as an impromptu amalgamation of several advanced kata, finishing <laughs> <laughs> to the enthusiastic applause of my students, which initiated a thunderous standing ovation from a couple of hundred spectators who were there. <laughs> yeah. oh, only, only one person twigged to the reality of the situation, Anthony, my two IC. <laughs> I got involved in what I was doing, and and uh, even though I wasn't doing, you know, an, a, one of the established kata, and it certainly wasn't a gankaku show that I that I began with, it was it, it was a performance, and I was totally involved in it. Yeah, that's a great story. Let's keep up the storytelling. I have a similar story, but I'm going to ask Landon first. Do you have any any major kata stories that you would like to share? I don't have about me, but I have about someone else. It happened just this week. On Tuesday night, we have our kata review class. Yes, we do. And Sensei Jackie and I live down the road from each other. And she came over because her Wi-Fi was out. And we were reviewing Eskrima. And after class was over, I said to her, I was like, is there a kata that uses two Eskrimas? Oh. Never seen it before. 
So what does my grandma do? (laughs) (laughs) My mom and I watch her do pull this beautiful kata out of nowhere. It was amazing. And I was just like, wow. And I made a funny joke that I can't repeat on the podcast. (laughs) Um, But I'm sure it has to do with her ruthless nature. And I just, that will go down as one of my favorite kata moments ever in my living room. I bet you're going to have trouble following that story. Since the <laughs> I don't really have any good kata stories, except I can't tell you how many times if I forget to break, I come in first. How many times? I would like to know. Zero. That. <laughs> I, I, three times it happened. And I kept thinking, maybe she does this all the time. Otherwise, I never win. <laughs> well, I'm going to tag on to uh, Shihan's comment about making a mistake and i'm going to make it even crazier not in the kata world but in the demonstration are you ready yes <laughs> we were doing a demonstration i was a green belt at the time so just beginning my intermediate life at a pageant called the miss nude america pageant oh my God. <laughs> pg-13 please <laughs> The whole the whole thing was a hilarious. Maybe we should put it in as one of the Master Collegiate Karate stories. Maybe. <laughs> okay, so my job was to do a, a kata with a bow with another man. <laughs> and that was easy enough. So we're both on stage. We're like the halftime show. That was an odd way to say it, but I was about what we were. And I start moving, and all of a sudden I realize I'm doing a totally different kata from him. He was doing the correct kata, and I was doing a different kata. After we had started out so beautifully the same. And I can see him looking over his shoulder at me like, Michelle, what are you doing? And so what I did was I managed the moves until I got into the same spot where he was. And I picked the cut up where he was. And we took it to the end. And again, the audience was clueless. They had no idea we did not choreograph it that way. But my instructor wasn't that happy with me. <laughs> How hilarious is that? <laughs> I just have to ask, were all of the people watching you nude? No, only the participants. And coincidentally, all of the participants were females because it was Miss. But I think they have oh, a the Miss. participants in the pageant. Yes. Not the participants. No, none of the karate people either were just wearing belts, say. <laughs> Nothing like that. Everybody was in their normal karate clothes. <laughs> Good. I know. What a way to finish, right? Whoa. I told you we could make Kata a fun episode. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she answers, so it's always a fun episode. Absolutely. (laughs) So if if our listeners have any comments about Kata, please let us know, because we are very interested. In fact, we want to make a whole nother episode based on the feedback we get. Yes. And then we can add more crazy stories, right, Shihan? The first order of business is for me to thank you so much for doing this. What a great time we had. I enjoy myself every time. I, I, I so much like you guys' company. <laughs> That's so kind. Thank you. And the second thing we have to do is our athletics, athletics course. That's our sponsor, Shihan. And she's a wonderful lady named Cynthia who has stuck with us almost from the beginning. You can reach her at 770-945-5150. Or you can visit them online at Honor dash athletics.com or the easy way scroll right down and click the link she's got to be techie no matter what you do use wildcat dojo when you check out to get a 10 percent discount and tell cynthia we said hi please 
And I think that is the end of the business for today. Do you guys oh, agree? Oh, no. I think okay. so, Sensei. All right, guys, we're going to close it out. Let's say good night. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you next week. Enjoyed every minute of it and hope you did too. So on that note, I'm signing us out. Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again next week on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.